Time for Gino Coney alive for the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. There were two things that Boomer would talk about more than anything when we first started together back in 2018 that have continued to this very day in 2023. That is the New York Rangers and whatever's going on in their world and Joe Klecko getting into the Hall of Fame. Those are the two things he would bring up probably uh, 500 times a year. And one of them uh, just happened, of course, as we found out during Super Bowl week. Joe Klecko will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer, and he joins us right now in studio. Joe, congratulations. It's great to see you. What's happening? Oh, it's a tremendous honor. It's really good. And again, I do. I owe a lot to the big guy. He's, uh, <laughs> he's been hounding my horn for a long time. And, you know, I, I guess... Did you get every Sunday that cake I sent you? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get everyone. I appreciate the thought, though. But I, you know, I, I always tell people, and I, and you know how I feel about you as a player. You are relentless on the field, and every offensive lineman that I ever played with, when we played against you, was like, "That's the guy that we got to stop." Now, Gasano benefited from you, and I'm sure Marty. You guys all benefited from each other, but there has to be like the bell cow on the line of on the defensive line where you have to worry about that guy. Bell cow, yeah, and you were that guy. <laughs> you were that guy. I'm sorry, you were. And I remember I tell a story often. Dave Remington, you know, still very very close to Dave, still works for me. And one night we're we're in the, our hotel room. It's the night before we're playing the Jets. <clears throat> And all of a sudden, I, I wake up around 1 o'clock in the morning, and I hear what I think is like a mouse or something running across the floor or up inside the wall. And I hear this rubbing and scratching going on. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I finally turn on the lights, and it's Remington who's rubbing his feet together at the, at the, at the end of the bed. He's sleeping, but he's rubbing his feet. And I, I had to wake him up. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, Jesus, I got to play Klecko tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, we always knew, and I always knew, just how great a player you were. I, I just can't believe that it took this long. That's that's the, the issue that I also well, have. Well, the biggest thing that I, I think I learned from those guys after talking to them about the vote is, uh, you know, um, Joe Horgan is, of course, one of the greatest guys ever if you're a football fan to talk to. I mean, here's the guy that knew Bronco Nagurski, knew Greg Grange. He knows the history of the league like nobody else. Exactly. So I'm talking to him one day, and he was talking about when I was still the modern-day candidate, a lot of the, re the voters were asking him, well, what is he? Is he an end? Is he a tackle? Is he a nose tackle? And this was the, their dilemma. And it goes to show you for us, this is how reporters think sometimes, and it's like so stupid, you know. And Delamalor system, he said, does it really matter? He dominated every one of them. And that was like a light bulb went off, you know. So it's like you're a great football player, and that you were, you were basically could play any position that your coaches asked you to play, and you could play it well. Not well, but you could play it great. You know, the other guy that got in this year is another former Bengal, Kenny Riley, who had a ton of interceptions during his career. But I believe, you know, he was just an afterthought because nobody ever thought about him until all of a sudden somebody starts has has to knock down the door for you. Yeah. So your guy kind of was like Gary Myers. Yeah, right? he was my advocate all the way. Without it, Gary was big for me, you know, because before that was Paul Zimmerman, which From you know, Sports Illustrated. Yep. And uh, Paul was a big fan of mine, and he was plugging for me all the time. And then when he passed away, I had a big lull in there, you know, because during the modern day candidate. Election 
process. I was thrown of a lot, and he would always tell me, hey, Joe, you know, we have a shot here, we have a shot, and then it never happened. And then Gary Myers picked it up about three or four years ago, and the same thing a little bit, like, you know, we got to get in there and, and do certain things. And I think that one of the things this year, actually, put it over the top, thank God for if, if there's such a thing for COVID, uh, the Zoom. And what they did is they did a, a, a Zoom call with all the guys I played against. Now, you know how hard that would have been yes. to get them all together to talk to. So they did a Zoom with everybody I played against. And, uh, you know, Vermeil was on it. And, and, of course, Hannah and guys like that. And, and, and Dick Vermeil gave me a great uh, accolade. And I think it really is what helped, helped the other voters put it over the top. They said, you know, like you just talked about, the one guy you had to worry about was me. And he talked about Aaron Rodgers. You know, he said today they game plan for him and so forth. Aaron he Donald or something? Aaron Donald, yeah, yeah, excuse yeah, me. Yes. That, Rogers is stuck in my head. I've heard so many things. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> me too. But anyway, uh, uh, he said, you know, we have to uh, uh, game plan for Joe Klecko just like him. And then when you draw their attention to a lot of the voters who maybe never even were around when I played, you know, that's how long it's been. Yeah. You know, so I, I was, I would always say that you would, you were the first guy that I ever remembered. When you did play nose tackle, you would you would cock yourself one side to the other. Was that something you did on your own, or was that something that you were taught? If you remember or not, Joe Green did that. <clears throat> Joe did it in a four-man line, though. Okay. When Bud Carson came to us as a defensive coordinator, he said, Joe, he goes, you think you can do this? I said, well, what do you want to do with it? You know, of course, how do you want to play? You know, you want to play two-gap all the time? I'm not doing that because I'm not going to sit You're there. up the field. You yeah. want to get up the yeah, field I'm, as quickly I want to do possible. something. So, you know, like Remington will tell you, you know, they didn't know where I was going because at least I had I had the quickness and the strength to you know, just pick people up. So the problem is like, as a, as hold on for a second, Eddie. When I got up to the line of scrimmage and there you are in the nose and you are cocked to the left, to my left. Yeah. So my offensive line would then slide to, to you. We would all try to, we'd bring Max Montoya down, Bruce Reimers down. We would try to stop that. And then if you were fast enough, you would jump to the other side. There would be a gaping hole over there. And now the center is in a really awkward position trying to block you, and they could never block him. Yeah, yeah. They didn't know where I was going up the field, going around. They didn't know where I was going. Right. So finally what we did is we just basically, for a lack of a better descriptive term, it was like we'd smush block. Everybody would come together. <laughs> and then that's where guys that you played with, maybe Abdul Salam, maybe Marty Lyons, maybe Mark Asano, would either be one-on-one or would have a gap where they could shoot it. And I think they would probably tell you the same thing. At least I know Marty has told me time and again just how, you know, what kind of a player you were. Like, I look at you, I see a big pain in the ass. That's what I see. Well, that was but a, a great That was a good ass. thing, though. Yes, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yes. Talking to Hall of Famer Joe Klecko on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Talked a little bit about this off the air, but I, I found it very interesting. You know, how do they know or how do they make sure that you're going to be home when Joe Namath shows up at the door without letting you know that you're already in the Hall of Fame? Well, the, the Hall had called me previously and said, Joe, if you're successful, uh, we need to do this, and that's go out to the Super Bowl during the, the NFL awards banquets and stuff like that and so forth and so on. Because just in case we can't get a hold of you, who lives with you still, which was my wife and my daughter. They were still, you know, because everybody else is married. And uh, so they called my daughter, and they said, listen, we need to get your dad home. Uh, I think it was a Tuesday at 
between 10 and 11 in the morning. And she said, my mom can make my dad do anything. So, <laughs> you know, we'll have him here. So actually we had, the funny part about that knock was uh, we had ordered food. And I was going to, not many people come to my house except yeah. delivering something usually. And, you know, uh, I'm going to answer the door. I'm thinking I'm answering the guy for food. <laughs> And here's Joe, you know, and it's like Joe in his gold jacket and 14 people behind him with cameras. I knew what they were there for, but I turned around and I said to my wife, hey, honey, Joe Namath came to lunch. So it was the first thing on my mind. But uh, that had to be great, man. That had that had to be a moment for you. Oh, it really was. And, and honestly, listen, Joe's an icon. You know, the AFL was started around his, his persona. He, you know, he was... Probably the greatest thing that happened to Jets. I mean, the, you know, how they predict the call that he made and sure, everything yeah. like that. You know, Joe Namath is Joe Namath. Who doesn't know Joe Namath, you know? And for him to come to my house, you know, to, to pull him out of the great weather in Florida to come <laughs> up to freezing weather, you know, was alone a feat in itself. But Joe, Joe actually told him all later that, you know, for me and he would have done it. So I was very honored that Joe came. You yes. know, we're talking to Joe Klecko here, got uh, honored. He's going into the Hall of Fame this August. I believe the Jets are going to end up playing in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, and really, the Jets kind of owned the NFL honors. You had two rookie of the years with Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. You obviously are going into the Hall of Fame. I'm wondering, I, I never really saw you around a lot of NFL stuff in the, in the past. Was this like one of the first times that you have actually been back seeing everybody like at NFL honors? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, uh, when Danny was around, my son, who actually played in yes. three Super Bowls, which I can't stand, but you know that's beside the point. <laughs> for, for you the, know, they walk the around with his rings. Yes, but uh, uh, those were the only other times. And yes, the, I was never really involved much with the NFL alumni and stuff being around the game. And it was, it, it was, you know, I was surprised really at the legends they call it that they bring out and and do with the at the Super Bowls like that because the previous Super Bowls that I had been at and stuff. I didn't see that much of that. You were there as a fan, right, and as a dad. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it's I haven't I haven't really gone to many big you know the Super Bowls and stuff like that much at all. Now, during the times where you weren't being nominated or you weren't getting in during the modern day candidate stuff, was there a point where you're like, "I just gotta, I gotta forget about this. This is consuming me too much," or did you roll with the punches with it? No, I, I roll with. Listen. I'm a, I'm, I'm a very devout Catholic. I'm a good Christian boy and I, I believe in God's will. And if it was his will for me to be there, that's the way I assumed it. I mean, I never take anything for granted. Like I said, when somebody said to me that I was finally nominated in August, you know, I had to wait until, you know, uh, next January, February to have, you know, the completion of it. I still didn't give it its, its worth. Reason being, I said, I'm in a construction business. And until I cash the check, you know, yeah. you really don't know. So I didn't cash the check yet. So I was still on edge with it and so forth. But it, it of course, it was fantastic when it came. Did you ever uh, have any conversations with Harry Carson? Because, you know, obviously we all know the Harry Carson story. He was getting sick and tired of not, you know, being overlooked and finally said, you know, I don't even want to be a part of this anymore. <clears throat> Fortunately enough, they finally put him in. Did you ever have any conversations with him over the frustrations of not getting what I believe is the respect that you deserved? Well, I, I did see him this weekend. And before that, prior to that, I avoided that conversation with him because basically my attitude towards that was like I just said, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Am I going to jump on a stake because it didn't happen? You know, I never would have figured that out, you know. And so I talked to him this weekend a little bit about it when we were out there because there was 50 or 60 Hall of Famers at the game, you know, and uh, he said, well, Joe, you're finally here and stuff. I said, yeah, I says, I'm just glad I didn't have to get put through the ordeals that, that you did. I it, it came in the quiet of the night, more or less, the way it happened, you know, so. Yeah, it was definitely for him. It was it was a little different story. I mean, it's. I mean, another guy that was so worthy that over the years gets overlooked. And I think the the further we get away from our generation anyway, and more of the guys in the, you know, the 2000s now are retiring and Tom Brady's retiring and Peyton Manning's retired and all Eli Manning, you know, all these guys are well-known guys, all have had major success. And then guys like you or Harry or somebody else ends up getting pushed back even farther than where you were. So I, I, I got to believe it's frustrating, but it's also got to be fulfilling that you finally made it. That's well, that's the thing. You know, the one thing I was sitting talking to my friend in his office one day, we're talking about, and Big Bill Pollock is a buddy of mine, and uh, uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, you don't really feel it yet. You know, he goes, you have to convince yourself you belong. It's almost like, you know what I'm saying when I say this, going to a new team. And if you go to another team, you know, it's not like you walk in, everybody goes, hey, Boomer, good to see you. How, no, you know, you got to get in and everybody has to accept you. You have to become one of the guys and so forth. But here it was so much different like that when I went out. And was introduced to all the other guys at the hall. You know, usually the defensive linemen, when you go to a, a team, they don't want to talk to you, you know. Right. But here I go out there and everybody I talked to was gracious. They were welcoming. And, you know, it's a different world. It's a new team, but it's, it's a different world. I should know this, and I, I think I do know this, but I'll, I want you to tell everybody who's inducting you. Oh, um, I'm going to have Marty do Marty it. Marty do it, right? Oh, nice. Well, right. I, you know, listen, you know, they told me about, I thought about my son, Danny, of course, who played and all, but I'm dad, you know. Yeah. It's a little different. And then having a guy that lived with you in the trenches and do things with you, I think was per- perfect. And, you know, because Marty's, you know, in the broadcast world, he'll do a great job. So, you know, I figured really there was not many other people that I can think of to do it but him. Are you a write-a-speech guy or are you like shoot from the hip when it comes I'm to... I'm usually a shoot from the hip guy about because I don't accept too many speeches I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so I don't have to prepare too much. No, you're going to have to prepare for this one though, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of people to thank. I, you know, but, you know, they give you 10 minutes. So, yeah. you know, say... Uh, I'm Joe Thomas, who got elected first ballot. Right. Daryl Rivas. He, they only have this much of their career to talk about. I've now got another 30 years to talk about with people and stuff. So I, I think Howie Long and I were talking. He said, you got to become a speed reader, Joe, real quick. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing is, uh, and I forgot, Darrell Rivas got in as well. So the Jets are definitely playing in oh, yeah. the Hall of Fame game. Without question, they're going to want... Jet fans there, and it's you're going to see a sea of green, I'm sure, and it's going to be a, a source of pride. Yeah, it's, going be, it's going to be the Jets and the Browns, I think. It will be, yeah. So it's going to be, it's, it could be a great, you know, a great day. And, you know, I was there for Coach Cowers, and watching Coach Cower go through that, you know, he gets emotional. You going to get emotional? I mean, you can't help but get emotional. But, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer of tears mostly are for other people that count. When they're tears for yourself... I'm not such a, a big proponent of that. You know, will I be emotional? I tell you, I don't know because it's, it's a joyful time. It really is, it, even though it's an emotional time. Like, you, the most emotional point of this so far was when I walked out on the stage at the awards banquet and we were all 
standing there and announced, and I'm looking into the sea of people who are clapping for us, you know, and that was a point that was, that was the most emotional for me so far, you know, but, you know, I'm going to have all my family sitting there and everything like that. What's it going to be like? Uh, oh, you know, Where did the Jets give you your bust at one of the home games? <laughs> I mean, don't, don't they do that? Don't they have like a, they, a, they a ceremony you, at one of the home games? They give you your ring. Your ring. Yeah. So oh, your bust, bust is, will be there. You're, you're going to have a big bust, too. He's going to have a big bust. But, you know, again, I got to go talk to them this week about, you know, things that, you know, this whole thing is such a production. I have to give people it. Uh, uh, emails and names and stuff. So it's going to be, it's a lot of work. And thank yeah. God I have my daughter and my daughter-in-law who are very, you know, they're in the business world now and they do a great job with it. So they're, they're my, my, oh, uh, take care of people thing. Yeah, exactly. Cause who wants to deal with all the so, clerical stuff? Like yeah, somebody, exactly. Fluff it off to somebody who's better at it. So let me just tell you what happened last year. So Isaac Bruce gets up there. I think it was Isaac Bruce, you know, and Isaac is an angry guy. I don't know why he's angry, but he's one angry guy. And he gets up there and they have these, uh, these, these big teleprompters that are about the size of this monitor here. So you're standing up there and you can look at the monitor and you could read the monitor. It's great. I, I promise you. The monitor went off for him for some reason and he had an iPad in front of him. And you can tell he was getting really frustrated and disgusted. <laughs> I hope that does not happen to you. And if it well, does happen, you just smashed it. Just smash it. <laughs> I just talk from the heart, man. Well, the one thing about it is I'll probably write this thing 12 times, 15 times. Yeah. And you know as well as I do when you're going to talk and into a book. Once you get it down, you got it down. It's it's the teleprompters help, you know. But you know, from that point on, it's basically it's coming from here and here. So you mentioned Bud Carson, uh, you know, talking about doing the cock nose thing and all that other stuff. Uh, like, who are the coaches that you hold responsible for your success? Like, who are the guys that got the most out of you? Without a doubt, Walt Michaels, who was our first head coach, and the reason being, I say it is Walt remind me of my father. I'll tell you a very funny story, which is I'm playing Little League Baseball. I'm at shortstop, okay? So, uh, you know, something happened during the game. But to win the game, I hit a home run. So we win the game. Everybody's clapping me. So my dad used to sit in right field because I batted left-handed. So he so I, he never walked to me. I had to walk to him. Uh -huh. So I walk out there and said, what do you think? He said to me, why'd you boot the ball at short? <laughs> you know, so that was right. my, and that was Walt Michaels. And Walt was the kind of guy, he didn't run around and pat everybody on the back. And today he couldn't coach without a doubt. But if you did your job, that's what you're supposed to do. And I was fine with that. And that's what satisfied me about Walt because he never yelled at me. So, you know, not getting yelled, that means you're doing your job. But him and Dan Sikanovich was my first defensive line coach. And I had two of my first years were really good years. And I had a lot of sacks and everything. And uh, at that time, it was Elsie uh, Greenwood who was making it in front of me from the Steelers, you know. Yeah. Well, during the 70s, who was else was the Steelers? Well, they, they own the, the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. So I said to Dan, I said to him, I says, you know, I says, how am I going to do this? How am I ever going to get to the Pro Bowl? And he said to me at that time, he said to me, he goes, Joe, you're not going to have to worry about the Pro Bowl. You're going to have to worry about the Hall of Fame. So those two wow. guys, and then, of course, I probably learned more about football from anybody than uh, from uh, 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 Bud Carson. But, mm. And Dan Radakovich, 
who came in as our linebacker coach with Bud from the Steelers. He was the one that first started the Steelers with the tied-down shirts and, and taped in your pads. So they couldn't grab you. Yeah, right. he's the one that started that, basically. But those two guys, as far as, you know, you'd be in a meeting, and they would the, the coaches would come in and discover, you know, talk about the coverage and so forth. And he'd come in, and Bud's drawing this up on the board. He goes, who the hell designed this? And it was Rad, you know, and they, Rad was like a genius, you know. Oh, what I mean? And he goes, "I did." He goes, "Well, we're not doing that." And he just, you know, two guys that were so you're so comfortable in their skin to do stuff like that. But those two guys, I probably learned more from than anybody. Did you ever play uh, spray silicone on you? No, no. you know, I mean that. No, I, I mean I tried it one game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and it didn't matter. It didn't the matter. handles were here. You know, if they get in here on you, I mean, it was it was. Katie barred the door. That's why, like Anthony will tell you, you know, he talks about it all the time. Nobody ever did that. I was always in first. We had the old. Plus, you had the big, strong forearms. Well, it, it helped a lot to throw people out of the way. Boom! Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I was on the end of some yeah. of those throwaways. I yeah, can tell you that. The, the story, he was on. He was on air a little while, you know, uh, during the Sunday show, and I sent him a picture of me sacking him. Yeah. You know, so oh, was that nice? No, yeah. Not a nice thing to do to send me while I'm getting ready to go on television. Uh, who was the toughest offensive lineman? Or a couple offensive linemen that you played against. Well, I always do it by position, of course. Right. And, and without a doubt, Dwight Stevenson was the toughest reason being is Dwight had a lot of my action. He was very quick and very good with his hands. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Mike Webster, of course, was the kind of guy you'd never, never quit on you. Okay. So at center was those two guys. Without a doubt, Hannah. Hannah was the kind of the guy, guard up, yep. if you beat him, he was going to come back and tear your throat out. You know, he was he was not a guy to get intimidated at all. Where other guys, you start beating them and they want to pack it in, which is good. And then, of course, Anthony. And without a doubt, the best left tackle I ever played against was Anthony Munoz. But between the three of them, at their pr prospective positions, they were the ones I was the best. You said you were going to visit the Jets next week and figure out some stuff uh, with them as far as your ceremony. Are you going to find out who the hell their quarterback's going to be this year while you're over there? Can you do some investigation for us? Well, you know, everyone would love that. Joe Douglas has been quite, quite, quite tight-lipped about it. I mean, they've been talking to everybody, which we all know that, yeah. you know. And everybody's been asking me about my opinion about who it should be. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into it. Yeah, with please. Them, no and just text him and be like, listen, this is what's going on. <laughs> like, I saw I saw Rogers locked himself in the bathroom in, oh, in the dark. Yeah. So he's he's coming here. Uh, Joe, it's, it's great seeing you. Congratulations. Uh, we can't wait for August. And it's going to be, I mean, standing there looking out at the Jets fans, still wearing your jersey, that that's going to be a moment that will be seared in your memory forever, and we're so happy for right. you. Right, and I, I need you to take a look at one thing for me, okay? So we have a, a video of my man Gio here going against one of our guys here, Sean Marash, uh, in a little office football. And I made them put their helmets on, and I made them go mono or mono. He was the offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Marash was the defensive lineman. I want you to take a look at this, and I want you to evaluate what this video looks like. So, Stephen, if you can run the video on the big monitor, yeah, that the big would be monitor, great. Here it is. Yeah. So, Gio's, look at, look at Gio. Gio's in the red helmet. 
<laughs> Keep your head up. He did. He did. He did. And I pancaked the guy for yeah, crying out. Yeah, but you got to admit he can't Watch move. this, watch this, watch this. See, look, look, at, look at the weight he's got on me there, too. Yeah, and but by the way, you see our center is Al Dukes, our producer. He ends up on his back. <laughs> Where'd he go, Al? Look, look at his little skinny legs up in the air. <laughs> I tell you what, you did a great job. You know, nobody touched Boomer. That's you know? exactly. Look at that clean pocket, and that's really what matters. <laughs> yeah, that clean pocket. Yeah. I tell you what, it's great to work here. Can I come work here? <laughs> if I win those battles like that, maybe I got a chance. <laughs> this is how we take it out on this, each other around here if we don't like, like each other. The third day of our new program directors starting, and he was like, I'm going to get fired in my first week. <laughs> well, i tell you what, you got off the ball pretty quick. At least you, at least you knew the snap count. So good. Look at that. And, and here's the thing, our center, Al Dukes in there, he, not only did he snap the ball, he snapped the ball and just turned around and looked to see where he snapped it yeah. and didn't even pay attention to what And he got happening. run over. See, yeah. 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 Get in it, Al. Get it. Steve, oh, look at his little skinny legs up in the air. <laughs> Situational <laughs> awareness. Now, here's the best part. You... Through the ball. Yeah. He's throwing the ball to somebody to receive it. Oh, God, that's great. Unfortunately, Jerry dropped it, so it was yes. all for naught. But. <laughs> Sorry, but it was so funny. Oh, so hilarious. I could not believe how these maniacs, they went 100%. Yeah, I can tell. He gave off real hard. Yes, he he gonna, I mean, you weren't going to lose, Jim. No, 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 it was not. That yeah. was good. They asked to crack out and everything. You know? <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> all right, Joe, great seeing you. Congratulations, uh, congratulations again. Joe. Man, it was awesome. Thanks, guys. We've got Jerry Recco with us after a Joe Klecko interview. So you just got a few minutes to tell us about the nothingness that is sports right now. What's going on, Jerry? All right. Well, we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Keeping with the football theme, since you just had Joe Klecko in here, a couple of things uh, that I caught from Dave Ziegler, the Raiders GM. He was a guest a couple of days ago on Barstool's Bussin' with the Boys. Okay. Uh, so here was Ziegler talking about cutting Derek Carr as he had to. So there's obviously nothing easy about doing that. Derek Carr is a phenomenal human being. He's, it's, uh, it's hard not to like Derek Carr. Um, and, and it's hard not to like Derek Carr, um, not just because he's, he has a great personality, he's kind, he's caring, he's respectful, all of that different stuff. But he also, like you said, he was with the Raiders for nine years. And now you wonder where he's going to be going forward. The other question you would have is... Yeah, but he just said he's a great human being. What, what kind of quarterback is he? Yeah, obviously not good enough for them. And they've got a division that's got the best one in it. So that's what they're judging it against. So then you would wonder who's going to be their quarterback. Sounds like he's not quite sure. Myself and you know our group were in charge of um, filling the most important position on the team, and so yeah, there's some you know there's um, there's some uh, there's some pressure that comes along with that, and and however we fill it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer. You know this year. <laughs> but, you know, but, but wow. the, Jets, the Jets also said that Derek Carr could be a Hall of Famer. They did supposedly. That's what yeah. the report was. Yeah, they said that, and he could lead them to a championship. So if that's the case, what are you waiting on Aaron Rodgers for? If you believe he could be a Hall of Famer with the Jets and he's good enough to lead you a championship, why are you waiting on Aaron? I'm sorry, I, I keep telling you why. Uh, no, no, I know, I know what you said. Yes, I'm saying that if if Aaron Rodgers, who is a Hall of Famer and we believe can lead him to a championship, and Derek Carr could do those same things, then let's do it. Uh, all, this, all because of Zach Wilson. 
Come on. Well, I mean, it's part of it. I mean, there's there's five different tentacles to this whole thing. I mean, sign the guy then. Hold Number the one, what has to happen is that Aaron Rodgers has got to basically tell the Green Bay Packers he wants to be traded to the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett. That's the first thing that has to happen. And then after that, things will get in motion and things will happen relatively quickly. Once that happens. But he's got to do that first. He is out of his darkness retreat. Okay. According to multiple reports. All right. Hopefully something happens sooner rather than later. Titans cut Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, and Randy Bullock. Uh, what else? What else? You guys all morning talked about the whole Alabama situation. They beat South Carolina last night overtime 78-76. But the story is Brandon Miller, who did play, had 41 points. Uh, police testimony revealing he provided a gun to ex-teammate Darius Miles, who gave it to Michael and Davis, who was accused of killing a woman, as we know. Played some of the clips this morning. The whole situation stinks. Um, but there's that. Now, UConn beat Providence last night, 87-69. St. John's over Georgetown, 79-70. Got Rutgers in Michigan tonight on WCBS 880 at 8-15. No basketball the last few nights, but today we've got nine games. No Knicks and Nets. They will pick things up tomorrow, as will the Clippers, who will play the Kings tomorrow. Russell Westbrook is now a member of the Clippers. He says, you know what? I'm a team guy. I'll play when, where, and however you want. For me, it's just... Finding my way to be able to help other guys is something I truly embrace. And, you know, that's what I would do. Make sure I can make the game easy for all these guys that are here. Fine. We'll see if he can do that. Oh, man, I, I mean, I, I'm rooting for the Clippers over the Lakers. Yeah. What do I think teammate and yeah. great teammate and team guy? I think Russell Westbrook. I really do. <laughs> like those times where he told his teammates to run away from the ball so he could get the rebounds to <laughs> get the, the triple-double. Double. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, this guy's the ultimate teammate. It's like James Harden. Yeah, worse, actually. Yeah. I think maybe worse. Kyrie <laughs> Irving? Yeah, not that bad, but somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah. <laughs> like On the all-teammate team, who would you put on the all-teammate team? Uh, Kyrie Russell Irving. Westbrook? Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Russell Westbrook, for sure. Dwight Howard would be on there. Did you see the brawl he was... Uh, in I, Taiwan, the, right? The way the headline reads, it makes it seem like he's the one that started and had it. He was actually a peacekeeper in it, but he was part of it. Yeah, there were a couple of Dwight guys. Dwight Howard? Yeah, he's yeah. playing over in Taiwan. Playing, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it, is it Taiwan very, or is it Thailand? I think it's Taiwan. Taiwan, right? I'm pretty sure. Very misleading headline. Shocker. Yeah, but it's a clickbait, Jerry. Yeah, and I clicked. And I did watch it. I'm like, uh, where's Dwight Howard in this? And there he is trying to separate. But I guess right, he got so, so you got four. You got Kyrie, Harden, Westbrook, Dwight Howard. Yeah. And then you put LeBron in there for the ultimate shiv? No. By the way. There's a picture going around that people are saying is from LeBron when he's like in elementary school. Okay. Have you seen this yet? No. Where apparently he is like Let's extremely see. overweight with glasses. Now, I don't want to fall for something like this, but it is like it it's everywhere and I've not has I, he commented on it. Not yet, no. So let me, uh, hmm. it's like LeBron in something. Let's, I'll just find it exactly. I'll tell you, I mean, a lot of the pictures of young LeBron that are popping up. Yeah. Very cute little dude. Doesn't look, looks normal. This is, this is the one that's circling the internet I don't think right that's now. No real. way. I don't know that to be real. It's, it says LeBron right, there James. It is. I see it. Football, basketball, art club, chess club. And he's wearing overalls, and he's like, "There's no way it's this is the king." That also oh, looks like club, a chess club, but that also looks like a kindergarten picture. That can't. This cannot be. That can't be. Could him. be. Are we Sam in does kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> kindergarten. Did he have a beard? Does he have a beard? No, no. no. But There's, in kindergarten, I could see that. Really? And then he kind of thins out. Yeah, for sure. With the As glasses? like a six-year-old art club. 
Were you pudgy when you were in kindergarten? Yeah. No, more like 12, I feel like. This when your, your pudginess a, came, yeah. came to be? Yeah, I think so. See, look, here's, <laughs> here's another uh, time someone's... This is from Butt Crack Sports. Says this is Michael Jordan at uh, that age. I so just and this is LeBron James. You just told us where it came from. I didn't say it came from that, but that's okay. what somebody is saying. Yeah, it can't be. There's just no way. This would have we would have seen this by now. There's no way that that picture could come suppose. to light in 2023. Yeah, well, I don't think that's real, but I also wouldn't be stunned if a six year old LeBron was chubby. I mean, whatever. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It does. But he's the, one of the greatest athletes in the world. And he Michael just, Jordan got cut trying to make his JV high school. I know, he never looked athlete. like that. I mean, how about Tom Brady's combine picture? Yes. Nothing like this. The other way. <laughs> does that look like an NFL player, let alone the greatest quarterback we've ever seen? And now he's doing underwear commercials. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot different than that. And you can make the case he looks younger now than he does in that stupid combine picture. <laughs> So I would say that's probably not true, but then again, you never know. Um, what else? Just really quickly, I know we got to run here. Um, Rogers out of the uh, darkness retreat. We mentioned that you got the Islanders beat the Jets two one. Uh, Simon Holmstrom the go ahead goal in the third. Isles have won three of four. Twenty five saves for Ilya Sorokin. You got the Rangers in Detroit against the Red Wings tonight. Devils Kings tonight in Jersey. Hi, Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I've got this uh, this gift for you. I knew okay. you were about to go down this whole darkness retreat thing, and I had to stop you because we can do that a little bit later. The payoff is tease. Um, so, this is something that we have talked about on the show, and it's something it's really a gift for all of us. But I want to hand it to you, and then we can you. Can, it's really one is for you, one is for me. Okay. So when you open it, you'll see what it is, All and right. then you get to keep one, and I get to keep one, and we might we might just keep them in the studio uh, for us. Okay. So uh, here you go. Ready? Yeah. Where's my foot? <sighs> it's got to be my foot. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Alan, know what you're thinking. It's got to be. Uh... That's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Michael Parsons is jealous right now. <laughs> I feel like that was somebody's job to package that up. <laughs> yeah, well, there's some moron in New York is buying a vajankle. There it is. There it is. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It is a vajankle. So there, there, I'm is stiff. A, there is a hole in the top. Yeah, I know. That's, that's like a vajankle. That's the whole point. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> CBS Sports Network, you want to zoom in on that? They have lovely toes. <laughs> I mean, <how> hard. <laughs> and by the way, like, <laughs> just they just cut away. They did? <laughs> Why did they cut away? <laughs> no, they're showing it. Now they are, but they just cut away for a second. Well, I gotta one. tell you, it feels like amazing. Let me have the other one that I can see for myself. <laughs> want to feel it? Yeah, but or you open the other one. But yeah, so they. But if you look here, like the hole is the top. Like they're pretending, they're pretending like this is for like a foot display or whatever. But the but this hole in the top is clearly, and the way that this thing is is shaped, this is clear. we're all gonna get moist. This is clearly a vajankle. All right, Eddie. 
smells great. Was it great. sold as a pair or you bought two? No, it's sold as a pair. But you got to buy two feet, Al. Yeah. I mean, one foot. Yeah, but I mean, if you're using it as a vajankle, you really only need one. I think this is the, I have the left foot now. You, you do have the right foot? Yeah, this is the right foot, yeah. Boomer size and stars in my <laughs> left foot. <laughs> my come le- in, Al, come in here. My left vajankle. Come here, Al. Look at this thing. Look at this. What do you mean? Uh, disgusting. <laughs> no, it's not disgusting. It's gross. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the vajankle is now on top of Al Duke's head. Does it stick there or no? Does Kitty walk around with that? Uh, no. This way I could do it. <laughs> you think it's disgusting? I think it smells no, great, looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the hole in the top? I don't think it's disgusting. Oh, it's disgusting. No, it's not. Well, is it, it's disgusting because you, you're picturing somebody. It's not disgusting yet. Well, yeah. See, there's no doubt that this <clears throat> is a, this, that's a vajankle, right? Yes. This is, this was, well, I mean, for somebody that's not well endowed. <laughs> no, but I think because it's silicone, it can, it can stretch, you know? It stretches. Yeah, but I think, I think what they did was they, Amazon can't sell a vajankle. Vajankle. They don't sell toys like that. But I think what they did is they pretended like, oh, it's a silicone foot display. But really, it's just, I mean, it's its indeed a vajankle that this is like code word for, okay. you know, vajankle. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, gotta, it, it, it doesn't do anything. For me, I'm sorry. Well, it's not supposed to. No, I, mean, I thought maybe not, it does. No, 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 it's not. I mean. You think it would do something for somebody around here? Yeah. There's there's definitely a foot fetish person that would take this thing home and, and have its way with it. But. That's not me. I'm, I'm not a foot fetish person. I'm actually the opposite of it, but I love the idea that this thing exists. Okay. That the vajankle <laughs> exists. <laughs> hey, uh, uh. hey, Stephen Waldron, how you feeling in there right now? Well, to be honest, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but it still looks a little weird just sitting on the desk like that. Oh, you thought it was going to be worse? What yeah. What did you think you were going to see? Different holes. You mean like this here, this this part? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not that bad. It really is. No, that's what I said. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. And quite frankly, it's it's it doesn't have a bad. It looks, feel like, to the, it. It looks like the Adams family is sitting over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, like, yeah, you remember thing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just, can I just? I'll just keep the I'll just keep the vajankles right there. <laughs> <laughs> in, in front of us. <laughs> oh, they cut away. Oh, where'd they go? <laughs> you can't just keep... Listen, I'm telling you right now, showing that ugly part of the city is a hell of a lot worse to the audience than showing these vajankles. I mean, look at that disgusting part of the city. All right, so yeah, so what... Do you want to just keep them in the studio, or you want to... Should we... What should we do? Should we send these to Micah Parsons as courtesy of the yeah, Boomer Geo show? I don't know. I, uh, I spent ninety dollars on these things for Christ's sake. I don't want to just well, give them away, you know. No, I know. I mean, ninety bucks is like that's you know, a significant amount of money for a set of ajankles, I would think. Oh boy, pair of ajankles. Yeah, oh, man. I I just we'll just let them sit there for a, a little bit, and then we'll try to figure out what to do. You know, Big Zoo is out in the newsroom. I bet you he's a guy that would. Don't you think he was someone that would enjoy a vajankle? Yo, what's up? <laughs> Him and Gallo each get a vajankle? Maybe. You think? 
Who is the most likely person that we work with that would be into the vajankle? Do you think it would be obvious or do you think it would be something that would surprise us? Um, I, you know, first of all, I don't want to really name names. You well, know why I mean? not? It's okay. It's not a big deal. We're not saying who's the most likely person to commit a crime. It just, like, I, if I had a foot fetish, I'd tell you about it. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. So. Yeah, does anybody here have a foot fetish? Ed, Al, a foot you, fetish? you got a foot fetish? No, I do nobody, not. nobody uh, has admitted one around yeah. here. All right. Yeah, I mean, like Michael Parsons totally admitted it. He admitted so, it. Rex yeah, Ryan, Ryan admitted right. it. Right. There's, there's plenty of people who just talk about it openly. It's like, a very common one. It is. It is a common. It has to be somebody. You think Blue Balls Billy? You think he? Well, we have to find someone. They say that you get the foot fetish from um, your mom being barefoot, and she's very loving, and then you find her feet loving while you're crawling around on the floor. So it has to be somebody who's very close with their mom. Interesting. So you go from that's where it comes from, correct? So you go from crawling around on the floor with your loving mom, yes, to that you still find comfort in those in the bear. See, you said my mom passed away when I was seven, so you're out, so I'm out, not you. So you yeah, go, but it was before you could have been because mm. you were still, you know, crawling, right, crawling around. Right. I don't remember my mom's feet. I mean, just think about that to now simulating sex with a silicone ankle, you know, that's how that's how far this thing has come. Like these things are being made, and people are sitting around. I mean, and you're wondering about whether or not Trevor Bauer should be able to pitch. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a totally different conversation. But yeah, I would think to me, like Zoo Gallo, Jock alone, those guys. I would guess one of those guys. You want to you want to bring them in here one at a time and ask them. You know, what we should do is you just like hand it to them and see what they think, and then judging on their reaction, judge on their yeah, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be nice. That that. Maybe we can capture that on film. That's what we'll do. With yeah. Al, and Al can take a picture of that. Or well, that's what we'll do. Al will do this. When we come back, Yeah, we'll bring those guys in one by one, and I'll hand them the vajankle, and we'll see how they react to the vajankle. Oh, you want to do it on TV? Yeah, why oh, not? Okay, that's fine, too. I mean, uh, and we'll see how they react. They probably are hearing us talking about this right no, they now. Don't. They don't listen to anything. Okay. Out there in the newsroom, are you kidding me? They just talk to each other about sports and fantasy football and not getting laid. That's all they talk about. That's all the newsroom is.